be turning back to Genesis 37. We'll be starting in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Is this height adjusted for you, Nathan? I don't want to... Oh, perfect. I don't want to spit on anything I shouldn't be. Amen. When you get there, say amen. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 3, it tells us, it says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then turning back to Genesis 37. Genesis 37, verse 24. This is talking about Joseph here. I'm going to give you a little education on Joseph there, angel. Amen. Verse 24 says, And they took him, referring to Joseph, and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. I mean, when he was, at least, you know, if you're going to get thrown into a pit, there's no water in it. Amen. And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. Then there passed by Midianites. So first there was Ishmaelites, and then there's still Ishmaelites, now there's Midianites, merchantmen. And they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver and brought Joseph into Egypt. Must have been a well-known pit. Must have been a well-known pit because there was people passing by it, or it was in the way of a of of a, of a route, a trade route of some sort. But uh, for just a little bit here this evening, I want to talk to you or preach to you on the thought: learning by trial, learning by trial. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your house here this evening. And Lord, as winter and is here knocking on our doorsteps, Lord, it's so grateful. Lord. We're so glad to be able to be in your house where it's warm. And Lord, we get to feast from your word. So Lord, we ask that you would bless us here tonight. Lord, bless each and every one here this evening. Lord, those that are listening. Father, bring us to an altar, Lord, where you can do a work in our lives. Lord, where you can better our lives, Lord, for the calling that you've placed upon our lives. Lord, you can bring us into a closer, deeper walk with you. Lord, that's what we desire. Lord, as, as time winds down, Father, we want to be the best that we can be for the kingdom of heaven. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Learning by trial. Oftentimes the best way to learn is just to simply throw somebody in it. Uh, I, I do that sometimes with some of our members down at the fire department. I'll, you know, uh, the night of or something or while I'm doing something, I'll say, hey, you come up and you explain this. And they'll just look at you like a deer in the headlights. And well, I don't really know it. Well, just work your way through it and I'll help you. You know, and the best part about it, all that is when they're done, they remember that topic because it was something that they were just thrown into. You know, if you sit down and you study and you kind of go through it and you get up there and you give your speech or you give your, your, your narrative on what you're trying to, what you're, what you're teaching on, that's great. And then you just kind of go on because you just kind of move on from that. It doesn't really stick with you. But when you're thrown into something, you tend to remember that instance more clearly because it's something that's just spont it's spontaneity is what it is. It just, it's just thrown upon you. You remember those moments. I've been there a few times myself. It's just, hey, Yep, but I can, yep, I might have not have done it the best way it could have been said or articulated it the best way it could have been said. But when it was all said and done, I remember those points. 
I remember those, those moments. You know, I believe that, that the life of Joseph, in particular what we're going to be uh, preaching on here this evening, serves as a great opportunity for being just thrown into something, literally and figuratively. He was literally thrown into a pit, pulled out of that pit, and then sold into slavery. And from that moment on, his life begins to change. Joseph is, uh, is probably one of the best examples uh, of typology when it comes to the life of Christ. Everything that, that Joseph went through, we see that uh, almost uh, identically played out or laid out in the life of Christ. And so we can, we can see the, uh, the, the similarities there, the life and the character of Joseph. It's left us with a, an incredible outline for navigating through the problems and the trials that life throws our way how to respond to them, but not just navigating through them, using them as, as an opportunity, as an instrument to produce different qualities in our lives, different qualities in our lives that help us to become or make us into uh, giving us that experience that we need for the task ahead. You see, Joseph, looking down the line, had no idea what was, what was to come in, uh, in his life. You know, the, 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 the position he would take in Egypt, the, the authority that he would have, the responsibility that he would have for saving and, and preserving a nation, not only the nation of, of Egypt, but his own family. So he had no idea that any of that was going was gonna to be placed upon him. So in order to get from point A to, to point Z, he had to go through a lot of other steps in between there to get the experience, to get the, to get the understanding, to get the, 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 the training, if you will, to be able to accomplish this task. So the things we go through, they're not always trials within themselves because, you know, I, I believe we blame so many things on the devil that aren't his fault. We go through things simply because the Lord is allowing us to experience things in our lives so that it can teach us or prepare us for something that we don't even know is out in front of us. Each of us at some point in our lives will be faced with this, with a problem or a series of problems that, that, that will challenge you that will challenge us to either A, say, woe is me, or look at it as an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to better us through those, through those problems. First of all, here this, this evening, trials, they bring opportunity. They bring opportunity. Now, this is, this is looking at it from a different perspective other than, I'm just going through a trial, folks, pray for me. Or as my wife would, would say, y'all pray for me, I'm going through it. You know, that's, you know, if that's how, that's how she would say it. Y'all just pray for me. I'm just, I'm just going through it, you know. But trials, they bring opportunity. Genesis 39, jumping down a few chapters later, uh, verses two through five, it tells us, and the Lord was with Joseph. You see, that's the best thing. That's the greatest news that you and I can have as believers. No matter what we face in our lives, Jesus is with us. I mean, he starts that off there. He says, and the Lord was with Joseph. God will never take you someplace where he isn't there with you, bringing you through that circumstance. You see, that's the other option. That's, 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 the, that's how we know here, right here in this instance, that this was a trial, that this was, this was ordained, this was, this was laid out by the hand of God because it says God was with him. 
You know, if it was if it was just going through a trial because it's a trial, they would, the narrative I feel would be different. But it says, and God was with him. You see, that's because he had a purpose and a plan for this trial, for this, uh, this, uh, this time of learning, if you will, in Joseph's life. He was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hands. So two things, he noticed that God was with him. You know, he, I mean, obviously being his master knew that Joseph was sold into slavery. He knew the background. He knew the history, whether he just went and picked him up from the slave market or however that, that transition was. But he knew that he wasn't an Egyptian, but he knew that there was something different, that the Lord was with him. And then on top of that, he knew that he made everything that he did to prosper. So he was a win-win for him. And so, and Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Again, another confirmation that God was with Joseph. In the midst of this uh, different country, in the midst of this uh, 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 in the midst of his servitude to, a, to, a, to another nationality, God was with him. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. You see, again, folks, everything that Joseph knew, it was over. It was gone. The lifestyle that he once had would never, ever be the same. And we know that because we, 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 have, we have the full, uh, the, the full uh, outline of Scripture. We can look the, from, from the beginning to the end and see the end of the story. He didn't have that option back then. But here we can look back and we can see the hand of God moving through Joseph's life. But his life, as, we, as, as he knew it, was over all the comforts of home, the life he had with his family, all that was gone. He had been sold. One writer put it this way, for Joseph, the road to the throne would be through Potiphar's house, Pharaoh's prison, but every time a door slammed shut, it jarred another one open. It jarred another one open. You see, that's how God works in our lives. Sometimes it's not a, a straight line from point A to point B, but oftentimes it's going over here and then over here and then over here. You gain a little experience over here. You experience a little hardship here. You, you, you gain a little understanding here, but you get to where God wants you. If he just took us from here to there, we probably would run because we, uh, of, we're, we don't have the experience. We don't have the, 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 the knowledge that we would gain through that. You may be imprisoned by circumstances that aren't to your liking, but oftentimes a trial is God, God's way of providing us with opportunities that we never otherwise would have experienced. I mean, you can go to school and you can, you can go to Bible school and you can prepare and you can, you can do all these different things. And those are great. Those are, those are great foundational uh, uh, platforms that we can launch from. But it's from there that God begins to take you here and there and everywhere else to establish and uh, to, to, to establish you. That's why he says we're to endure the hardness as a good soldier. Every obstacle, in every obstacle, there is an opportunity. We're to endure everything that we face because in everything that we face, there is an opportunity. 
The Bible tells us that the Lord, as we said, was with Joseph because Joseph didn't let the negativity or the problems that he was surround, that were surrounding him dictate his actions or his character, but rather he sought out the opportunities in every situation that he, that he found himself in to glorify and to promote his relationship with the Lord to promote uh, the Lord. And, and Potiphar seen that. He's seen that God was with him. He's seen that in everything that he was doing, in, everything, in every, every task that he was handed, he took out that opportunity to make God first. You're talking about that balance between God and, and, our, and our secular work, between everything we did. It's, it's, you know, oftentimes we allow work to, be, to become so paramount in our lives that we allow God just to, the balance begins to shift like this. Well, you see the opposite was, was, was how Joseph handled it in his life. He promoted God and everything first and foremost in his life and the work and everything else, it just kind of found its place. You see, that's how God was with him. When you allow God to be primary in every aspect of our lives, whether it be through, uh, through the great times that we, that we love experiencing, it's so easy to worship God when things are going good. It's so easy to raise our hands up and praise the Lord when things are going good. I, I know, but it's so difficult to praise God when things are going bad. I know. I know. He didn't let these opportunities dictate his actions, but rather he allowed his relationship with the Lord to have to dictate his response. Lord, I don't understand this, but the opportunity that you've placed before me, I'm going to seek out your will in it, your direction in it. Potiphar seen that. Problems can either produce selfishness, woe is me. That is, that is, that is so, that, that, is, a, that is one of the probably strongest characteristics that, that we naturally Inherent is, woe is me when things are going bad. Okay, oh, I'm the only one. I, I'm the only, you know, when things are going bad, it's just, man, it's all about me. Right. It's all about me. I mean, we can be so selfish. My goodness. We can be so selfish. Because all we think is everything is about us, when really it's about God doing something in our lives. Or it can produce selflessness. Lord, this ain't about me. If anything, Lord, the things I'm going through, I'm just passing through anyway. So why am I so, why am I so moved by earthly things when I'm not even, when I'm just passing through? I, had a, I was able to have a conversation with somebody here the other night and just out of the blue, I, they, they, were, they started asking, you know, well, do, you believe, uh, do you believe in one saved, always saved? And, and, and uh, I, I've never had a conversation with this person. So that was kind of a, kind of a shocker. And, and I knew that they had some, some uh, you know, church background and things like that. And, and I said, uh, nope, I sure don't. Oh, I, and I, I said, I believe you can be a saved as long as you want to be saved. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I said, but that, I said, if somebody uh, backslides and walks away from the faith, then they're out. That's just the plain and simple. Well, and then they, the, the response was, well, how do you know they were truly saved then? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you can be the judge of that. I said, you know, I said that, I said, I'm not going to place myself. And I, but I said, you know, I said, if, if we weren't truly, if we, Two things. I said, if, you know, when, when you get saved, when you accept Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, I said, well, I believe you're saved. I said, and if, if we were always saved from that moment on, first of all, why would we have a desire to live a holy lifestyle, to live right? I mean, I'm, I am saved, am I not? By your own admission, I am saved. So then why would I have a desire to, 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 watch, the, to, to watch the things that I watch, to, the, the music that I listen to and all the different things? I said, why, where would that desire be? I said, secondly, I said, if, if we were always saved, why then every day that we wake up, is there such a battle for our souls? 
If the devil knew that we were always saved, he wouldn't have to fight us. He wouldn't have to make our lives different. He'd be focusing his attack on everybody else that's still lost, ensuring that they never got saved because if we're always saved, he would have no chance with us. But I said, every day we get up and I said, there's a battle going on. There's an absolute battle for our souls going on. And the response was, wow, I never thought about it like that, but you're right. I mean, every day we get up, folks, there's such a battle. But if, 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 if we were always saved, folks, sometimes that would be nice, wouldn't it? I'm saved and I don't have to worry about it. But no, it's, you know, it's, it's searching out the opportunities in everything that we experience to promote Christ in our lives because, folks, there's a battle going on. I'm going to glorify Christ in everything that I do. Problems produce or they promote opportunity, but they also cause us to be more dependent upon God. They cause us to be so much more dependent upon God. Again, when, when, when things are going great, when, when Trump was in the White House and the economy was doing great and money was coming in, uh, you know, going there, you know, it was just our dependency was, was not so much on God because the provision was there. But in everything, when, when trials come, when hardship comes, we become more dependent upon it. Just like our trip to Africa. You go to Africa and there's, everybody's so dependent upon God because their lives literally depend upon it. Their next meal, the next uh, mode, anything that goes on, it's dependent upon God moving and providing for them. It causes us to be more dependent upon God. At some point in time, we'll probably you know, thought or, or felt independent. I have a tendency to think that way sometimes. You know, you look back and go, yeah, man, that was, worked hard this week. That was great. But realizing that, no, Lord, you provided the work. You've given us the means by which we can work. You've given us the health in our body, the strength in our body to get up and go do the task at hand. And Lord, you've rewarded us for that. And a great way to remind yourself of that every week is when you pay your tithe. Amen. Reminding it that, Lord, this is only a meager portion of what, uh, of, that I'm giving back because of, you, of what you've blessed me with. Of what you've blessed me with. Problems promote praise, as we said. I think of that song by Casting Crowns. It says, I'll praise you in the storm. And my wife and I were reminded of this just a few weeks ago when we had to tear down our project <laughs> that we started, you know, our, our little building project. You know, and we're reminded that in, a, in that trial, in that circumstance, we need to praise God in the storm. Well, you know, we don't, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we may have lost out uh, in a little bit of money, but you know what? It's just money. But pray, they're searching out that opportunity. Lord, what are we trying, what are you trying to teach us through this, Lord? What are you trying to show us through this? Says, oh, you know, I was really hoping and praying, you know, so maybe we're just going to get a house. That's be, just be cool. And we don't have to worry about any of that. But, you know, that still could happen. We're not, we're not, we're not down. We're not out. But we're still just trusting in the Lord. Problems, they can promote praise. Secondly, here this evening, the trials, they, they prove integrity. Same chapter, Genesis, in Genesis 39, 11 through 13, it says, And it came to pass about the time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men in the house that were within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. In other words, he was gone. Potiphar's wife said, She also seen the, 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 that the Lord was with this 
young man, she might not have acknowledged the fact that that was the Lord. She just seen the, the man. And, uh, and so that's what she was interested in. Our character should never be altered by our circumstances. However, that doesn't mean that we won't be faced with circumstances that challenge our character. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. If he can't steal you away, if he can't kill you, and honestly, sometimes that's the only way he can shut you up is just to kill you. That's why you see martyrdom. You see all that stuff is because he's trying to shut you up. I was thinking when, when you called me uh, the other day and told me about brother and sister Landers when they were in that accident on their way to pick up Bibles, like, isn't that just like the devil to try to snuff somebody out who's going to try, who's trying to spread the word of God, who's going on, who's who, an elderly couple trying to, uh, trying to get the word of God. And, and, and I mean, who knows what those, what those Bibles are, were, are going to do. You just never know. But God, but but isn't that just like the enemy try to try to hinder you? But we're not down, we're not out. We get back up and and we keep moving forward. The Bible says that it comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if he can't steal, if he can't kill you, then he'll try to destroy you. He try to destroy your character. He'll try to bring something in. We can see that with Balaam uh, in uh, with the children of Israel. They couldn't get him to 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 just you know immediately start. Uh, turning to false gods and start doing this, but he began to introduce something else slowly. He couldn't even pronounce a curse on him, but every time instead he would pronounce a blessing. He couldn't do it, but he but he, but he, he told that 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 heathen king how to how to wiggle his way in there and say if you if you do this, then they'll fall. See, he'll try to destroy you. That's why the little the the, the children's song says, "Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see." Oh, be careful of the ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful of little mouth, what you say. Because if you're not careful, you can allow little things to creep in. And sometimes those little things that creep in are really hard to get out. Huh? Yeah. You see, folks, trials, they prove and they test your integrity. Thirdly, here this evening, trials, they develop spiritual maturity. They, de they're, they're, we, uh, they develop spiritual maturity. Problems can make us so much better if we refuse to grow bitter over them. I'm just always going through a trial. I'm always going through it. Oh, so-and-so, they're just always going through it. Well, sometimes trials have a twofold meaning. They're either A, they're to show the character and integrity of others while you're going through them, whether that other person comes alongside and says, hey, I know you're going through something. I'm going to pray for you. That person's really struggling. I'm going to go through, I'm going to, I'm going to go through that with them and I'm going to pray with them through that. Growing spiritually is something that we should all desire to do, but we but do, do that with the understanding of that there's going to be growing pains that come along with that. Growing in your walk with the Lord isn't always easy. Sometimes it's very it's very sore. It's very sore. Joseph was maligned, cheated, abused, and betrayed by one person after another. But you read it through his life, uh, you know, throughout the book, throughout these, these few chapters in Genesis, that there's not a shred of evidence that Joseph ever grew angry at God. And there's not one indication that Joseph ever got mad at God or, 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 or was angry with him because of the circumstances that he was going through. Never got uh, disrought or dismayed because of the things he was going through. But again, throughout everything he faced, he sought out the opportunity to glorify God in the midst of his circumstance. 
Instead of instead the circumstances, they matured him. They matured him. They helped him to, to grow. We talk about growing pains. We don't have the exclusive rights on them. Just when you think that, that, that you've experienced everything painful out that there is to, to experience, somebody else has always got it worse. Just when you think that your trials and everything that you're facing is, you know, how could it get any worse? Somebody calls on the phone and is in a car accident. And you're like, wow, I guess my, my problems aren't as bad as I thought. You know, when somebody else starts going through something and you hear about it, it's amazing, or it should be, hopefully, how your mind immediately shifts from you to praying for them. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to focus on ourselves, but we're to focus on others. Joseph didn't focus on himself. He didn't look and go, woe is me for the circumstances that I found myself in. But he focused on others. And, 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 and being thrown into, a, into prison after, after, Potter, after the incident with Potiphar's wife, he didn't go into prison, which, I mean, he was already a slave in a house, but now he went into prison. And in there, he became the best that he could be for the kingdom of God. So much so that the jailer put him in charge of the jail because he took that opportunity to make that, that circumstance an opportunity. An opportunity. Amen. As we look back on Joseph's life, the impression that he had, you know, uh, we can look back at his life, we can see that his childhood, you know, was, was probably a little bit more, he, he, he was the, at that time, he was the last, he was the last born son until Benjamin came along. He got him a fancy coat. He had a lot of nice things. While his brothers were out working, Joseph was walking around in his nice fancy coat and all that great stuff. Though younger, he was, you know, he was the favored son, but the Lord had sent experiences to harden him. God allowed these trials to come into his life to take that, 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 that young man that once was and transform him into a seasoned, experienced person. Psalm 105, 17 and 18, if, we were, if you read that, it, 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 gives us, it, it tells us that Joseph was, was laid in irons. You can read different commentaries that he the, that during that time in prison the, the, that the shackles that were on his feet when he was when he came out of prison he literally walked with a limp because of the shackles that were on his feet he was laid in irons uh, on the outside but uh, if you look at the uh, the the old uh, translation the English translation it says that uh, that iron wasn't just referring to the shackles but it was also re referring to to iron that had entered into his very soul. It says that iron literally entered into his soul. You see, that was a circumstance that he went in there. And when he went in there, he, he became so, so not hard hearted, but he became, he became a, a complete, I don't know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here, but he became an a, a iron, he became like an iron saint, if you will, because of the experience that he had faced. He was, he was placed into a prison to perfect his dependency upon God. It's in the loneliest and hardest times that we learn to get a hold of God. Allow God to, to, uh, to be, become so, so uh, incarcerated in His Word, if you will, 
let that the the iron of God's word so soak into our hearts, so soak into our, into our very beings that it becomes a part of us. That's what this opportunity, that's what this trial did for Joseph. It literally it, it put iron in his soul. He was fixing to face some pretty hard stuff, still yet to come. Had no idea, but this is what this is the man that God was making him into. Learn, you learn to pray in those times. We pray now, we get up, we have our devotions and we pray. But in those moments, in those lonely moments is when we learn to pray. Because our dependency is upon God. We learn to have the greater dependency upon Him. We learn how to get a hold of God. That's what circumstances cause us to do. That's what learning by trial causes us to do. If we seek out the right opportunity, if we, if we refuse to say, I'm going to look at this in a negative sense, I'm not going to take this as a per, as, uh, in, in the negative sense that, that, that I normally would, but Lord, in this opportunity, Lord, use it to put iron into my soul so that I'm not so swayed, or swayed by, by, by different things. But Lord, but when, I, when things come my direction, Lord, or the calling that you have for me, I'm sound and I'm steadfast. I'm sure. I'm talking about these problems that produce here. Sometimes God has to put us in a place, not because we're rebellious or because we're, we're, we're going through anything like that, but sometimes God has to do, put us in a place like this to prepare you for what the calling He has for you, for the calling that He has for you. Sometimes God has to separate you. Sometimes, you know, God places you in a circumstances that we don't understand. I mean, Joseph was doing everything right, but I mean, there wasn't anything that he was doing wrong, but yet he was overnight just extracted and thrown into this because there was a purpose and a plan that not even he himself knew about. In order to prepare, sometimes God has to separate Anytime God has a specific plan for someone, He separates them. For example, just to, just to name a few, Moses. God pulled him right out. He was separated from birth for one. He was, uh, he was, he, he was sent down the, down the Nile and, and raised in Pharaoh's house. Getting that education, that was the first step. Getting that understanding, learning how to, how to, how to uh, manage people, learning the education, getting all that stuff. And then from there, extracted into the desert. And from there, he got the spiritual side of his training before he was sent back for the task that at the time he had no idea of. John the Baptist, when he was, the Bible says that he spent his time on the backside of the desert learning and preparing for one that would come. Jesus, he went out into the desert for 40 days to uh, be tempted to be, to, get, have, to, to experience everything that you and I would experience for you and I. The 12 disciples, they were separated from everything that they once knew unto Christ for the birth of a church. Paul, <laughs> Paul was separated, pulled out. He was uh, sent out into the, into the wilderness to, to learn. And these are just a few examples that came to mind. You see, folks, sometimes God has, God has called Sun Valley Church out into the middle of nowhere. There's nobody else out here. And, it, and to prepare you for a calling that we didn't even know about. 
for something that's coming down the pike that we might not even see yet. We don't have the full understanding. We don't know the end of the picture. But God has placed you here for a moment and a time to gain the experience, to gain the understanding, to become rooted and grounded, to experience the hard things that you, that you had to go through in life, to, to put that iron in your life so that moving forward now, the hard things that you're going to com come up against, aren't gonna, they're not going to shatter you because your heart is iron. If we're made of clay, when things hit, we can shatter. But when you allow the circumstances and the opportunities in your life to, create, to, to produce iron in your soul, then when you move forward now for the kingdom of God and the calling that He's placed upon your life, you're able to move forward in confidence. You're able to move forward uh, steadfastly. Amen. God separates for the purpose of putting iron into a person's soul and creating a dependency and a relationship on Him like no other. That's why God separates. It's to create, it's to, it's to change you. He pulls you out, not just to, not just to, to say, oh, I'm going to make, well, I'd be fun to put you through a trial. No, but he's pulling you out and separating you for the sole purpose of something that he has for you. God just doesn't do anything with a meaningless end or any, or a meaningless purpose, but he's got a purpose in the plan. And sometimes like we said, the, the road from A to Z in that plan might be going over here for a little bit, might be coming over here for a little bit, might be doing this for a little bit. But in every stop along the way, we gain that experience. We gain that opportunity to learn. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes we're just thrown into it, but you learn through that. You learn through that. Amen. When Joseph came out of prison, he was an iron-souled man, as we said, a man of strength, courage, and wisdom. He was ready at the age of roughly 30 to carry the nation of Egypt through the crisis that was about to, to come. He was prepared for the hardship of famine. He had, the, had experienced the pain of prison. And so he was ready. He knew what lack of food was all about. He knew what hard times were all about, but not once did God abandon Joseph. But by withdrawing, caused Joseph to become more dependent. Doesn't say that he spoke to him. Doesn't say that he was always there, but he said, or, you know, but it says he never left him. He never left him. But by through withdrawing, caused Joseph to become so much more dependent upon him. So much more dependent upon him for what was to come. Fourthly here, trials, they prepare you for ministry, as we said. If we didn't go through trials or problems in our lives, especially as preachers, <laughs> we wouldn't have any examples or stories to pull from. I mean, a lot of the things that we face and that we go through, we use those examples of how God can bring you also through that. That's, again, seeking out that opportunity in the circumstances that we face to promote, hey, you can make this too. This is, this is what God did for me, and rest assured, He can sure do it for you. We comfort others with the comfort, as the Apostle Paul says, that we ourselves have received from the Lord. Joseph was able to do the same with his family because he knew firsthand the faithfulness of God. All out, all alone out there by himself in the middle, in, 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 another, 
in another country, he was able to learn and fully understand the dependency and the faithfulness of God. Don't ever forget that what God has done for you or brought you through because it's those experiences, it's those trials that have made you into the person that you are today. And it's not just to make you into a, per, a person, but it's, it's, it's to mold you and to make you into somebody for the task that he has. Again, God just doesn't make you into somebody just to make you into that person. But it's for a reason and it's for a purpose. Hannah, if you'd get ready to come to the piano here this evening as we start winding down. No experience is meant to be left untold, but rather is meant to be passed on. Sometimes the problems that, that we experience are God's way of preparing us, as we said, to help just someone else. To help you get through that trial or that, 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 that hard time in your life. Joseph went from, uh, from, from, his, from his home to the pit, to prison, to a palace, and at every stop, God was with him. We can look back in, in, our, in, in Genesis as we, as we read there in, in 37 and 24, that narrative, but it says, and God was with him. Sometimes we don't always see the hand of God moving in our lives or in our circumstances. But we can always look back when, we're, when we've come through something and we can see that God was with us. We might not have, have heard him through that, that moment or felt his presence in that moment. But when, every time when we look back, we can see that God was with us. He's with, him, with you at every step of the way. One writer put it this way, if we'll only step back from the distress and see beyond the pain, we'll understand there's a purpose to every problem and a reason for every riddle. And when we re realize that, it's a glorious and clarifying moment. When we realize that every opportunity, every trial, every circumstance that we face, there's a meaning and there's a purpose behind it. It's not there just to, just to see how, how, far, how far we can go before you'll just break. It's not there to test your, 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 your limitations, but it's there to educate. If we'll only seek out the opportunity, it's there to, to, to create an experience in our life that we can then later draw from. Hey, I've been there. I've done that. I know how to handle myself in this situation because when I was imprisoned over here, I was put in charge of that. And so this scenario is the same way. I can, I can do this because this is what God has brought me through. It becomes a glorious and clarifying moment. It's like having a light bulb moment. Wow, I didn't see it then, but Lord, everything you brought me through, now I see how I'm supposed to use that now. Oh, if I would have only glorified God then. I mean, I glorify him now, but if I would only have glorified him then through that trial, maybe how much more? Like we said, Joseph never once that, that I read gave one inkling of frustration or anger towards God. But rather, in every, as, as everything began to go from, it got worse and worse and worse, his dependency grew greater and greater and greater. 
Don't look down on yourself because, well, all you're doing then is just looking at yourself. Trials aren't about making you selfish and looking about, looking on yourself and going, oh, just, you know, woe is me. It's about promoting dependency upon God. Lord, what can I learn through this? Lord, if I need to learn, Lord, if I need to go through this trial, or Lord, if I need to experience this, then Lord, let me experience it to the fullest so that I can receive the most that you would have for me to learn. So that's a hard thing to pray sometimes because some, the, the, the trials that we go through are hard. Lord, help me to experience everything in this trial that you would have me to experience because Lord, I don't want to come out short of where I should be. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every person. But we need to seek out that opportunity to learn by or through the trials. If we could, let's stand here this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much, Lord, for what we can learn through the life of Joseph. Lord, what an awesome opportunity, Lord, that we have here this evening to, to, to see the whole story. Lord, we can look at the beginning, we can look at the end of Joseph's life, and we can see everything else in between. Lord, because we have your completed word. But Lord, we don't have that going through the trials in our own life. Lord, we're either enter we're entering into something, and Lord, we might not be able to see the end or see what it is at this moment you're trying to produce in our lives. But Lord, help us to have that positive or that different perspective on what you're doing in our lives. It's so easy to look at everything that we're going through and, and say, Lord, I don't understand. Maybe, Lord, I, I, this, this trial I'm going through, Lord, it's hard. But Lord, in this trial, let iron enter into our souls. Lord, let it change us, mold us, Lord, into, into becoming the instrument that you need, Father, for the task at hand. Lord, for each and every person here this evening, Lord, that's going through something, Lord, I ask that you would be everything that they need. Lord, help them to understand that, Lord, you're with them. That you're with them. And that, Lord, you have a purpose for, what they're, for why they're going through what they're going through. There's a reason for it. Grant us patience, oh God, to endure hardness as a good soldier. Lord, for when, for when it is done, Lord, we'll come forth, Lord, ready for the task that you have for us, ready to do your will. Meet with us around these altars here tonight, Lord, as we pray. God, move in our lives. Lord, we need you. Lord, I need you more now than I did yesterday. In your name we pray. Amen. If we could.